Hello and welcome back to I Wouldn't Have Done It Like That. Uh, this week we are we're taking a little bit of a switch up in the way that we're doing things. Um, we have sort of discussed topics in previous episodes and together come to a idea on how we want to do them. But this week Dad's come up with the topic on his own. And I, um, I mean, I have an idea of where we might be going, but... Tell, do you want to tell us where we're, tell, tell what we're doing? Yes, hello, hello, hello. Um, I love the way you say I came up with a topic on my own. Yeah. As opposed to you holding my hand. Um, so, I think uh, this week we are going to talk about mental health. And specifically mental health in young people. And my question to you is, why is it such a big problem now compared to when I was a kid? So, when I was a kid, there was no, you, you never, we never knew of anybody that had, you know, a mental health problem, be that depression or, my question is, was it there, and we just didn't know about it because people didn't talk about it, or is it something, is, is, it, is it an issue that's grown more prevalent in today's society because of pressure the pressure that is put on young people these days parents teachers friends society is it down to an, a sense of perfectionism you've got to be seen to be perfect is it down to discrimination or is it down to what we would have called in 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 my day keeping up with the joneses i.e you know if someone had a new car, you had to have a new car. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know what they would call it today. Um, I don't know. Just materialism. Yeah, materialistic. But always being seen to to, to, to have these things and that you must be seen to be doing, you know, oh my God, he's got a new car, they must be doing well. You know, she's got a lovely pair of Gucci shoes, oh, they must be doing well, blah, 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 yeah. blah. Yeah, yeah. So my question is, why is it such a big problem now compared to when I was a kid. And um I think I think it's um I think it's a convers it's, it's a combination of it's a combination of the two because um you first of all mentioned that it wasn't talked about when you were younger um or it wasn't brought up or as prevalent and with that I I do agree I think that um I think it is a thing which, uh, and I I don't want to I don't want to limit it just to just the young people, um, because we, uh, we have neighbours across the road, yeah. Oh, that's your phone. Um, we have neighbours across the road, who, um, sadly one of them has dementia. Um, but you told me a story about the fact that her mum had the same disease. But when her mum got it, it, she was locked away and she wasn't this, that and the other. And she was deemed as, like, not sane. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was there. It was, it, it was um, present. Just people didn't know necessarily how to, how to deal with it. And they didn't know what they would call it. And they didn't know what was happening with her. Yeah. Now we know what it is. And, I mean... She's now getting the treatment that she should have. Um, so I think I think that mental health is something that has always been there. But that's not to say that 
um, that it hasn't increased rapidly in recent times. And why why do you think it has gone up so much? I mean, even before even before the you know this this whole coronavirus thing, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And the reason I bring this up is because I've spoken to a number of people. Um, you know, friends of ours who who've got kids as well, who who you know, some of them really aren't handling the lockdown fantastically well. They're struggling um, to 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 comprehend. You know, that, like we were saying in previous episodes, you know, that all of a sudden their life has been interrupted. You know, they were they were at school, college, university, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and now all of a sudden, whoa, that's all gone. You yeah. know, one day yeah, you yeah. just went home, and they've not had that process. And to process the whole situation within their heads, and there are people out there that are struggling. But I, I, even prior to this, I think mental health in young people was definitely on the rise. Um, you know, when I was a kid, if you know, if you would, if you felt a little bit down, or you know, you weren't, you, 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 you know, people would just come, oh, you just need to go kick up the bum or something like that. But you know, clearly there were. There were people that were struggling, but yeah. There, maybe, maybe also it wasn't like you say. We maybe we didn't really understand what it was, and therefore there weren't the necessary outlets, places where people could go to talk about it, etc., etc. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, but why? Um, but my question is, why is it? Is it? Let, let's assume we all know about it, but why is it on the rise? Yeah. Well, I would I would say that it's on the rise due to. I think uh, obviously I wasn't alive when you were younger, and I was I didn't experience the same things that you did. But I would argue that nowadays parents spend a lot of time saying, "Oh, school's so much easier now," and everything. And but I I would argue that it it's it's not okay. You may be able to argue that oh, some of the stuff's easier because we have the internet and we can look up anything that we want and stuff. But the amount of pressure that that brings, because it's that sense of you should know. I thought, I thought, I, mate, I, you know, we always rib you and we joke and say, you know, we've all been there through GCSEs and A levels and etc. etc. But I do think it's, I think that I think they're a lot harder these exams now than they were in um, than they were when I was a kid, so so to speak. And I, I you know, I, I see the I see the workload that you guys have to get through and. You know, so also some of the top, some of the the, the topics that you can, um, some of the topics now that you can study. You know, <laughs> certainly weren't around when we were, when we were kids, and they're they're quite deep and and you know philosophical. Some of yeah, these topics as well. One hundred percent, and I th- I I think that you, uh, I don't know, you have to, you have to weigh it up because there's there's a part of it which is, um, which is the understanding of it. Because the un- it, as the understanding of it goes up, obviously more people are able to be identified with it. But that also doesn't that doesn't necessarily mean that the pressure's gotten less or anything. I think the pressure has gotten. I think the pressure's gotten more. Well, I think the interesting thing as well is that I think people people you know people may feel this pressure in many guises, but you know when it comes down to you know mental health, I, I don't think. It, it's, it's a long process for someone to actually understand or for other people to understand they have that problem and for it to be addressed and I think that also um, that also means 
that that, that you you maybe not getting the help at the early stage where you might need it. But so if we go if we go back to the the pressure situation, I think the pressure from parents, I think the pressure from teachers, I think the pressure from friends, society, etc., etc., is massive compared to when I was a kid. You know, I look back on I look back on I look I look back to when I was 17, 18 years old as you are you know and as your as your um year is now and i think back to then and you know the pressure you guys have on you you know what am i going to do in the future how am i going you yeah, know what like, am I, gonna... I... I mean when i was a kid i mean the only pressure i was under was a to have a girlfriend and b to be able to get in the pub i mean i i look at it now and i think to myself my god the world you're stepping into is massively different to the world i stepped into 30 odd years ago i think uh... But once again, I think there's multiple factors which accumulate to that in in the way that um, in the way that people have become more connected, the world's become globalized. Everything is it's no longer a competition with your it's no longer a competition with your school friends. It's a competition with the rest of the world. But what, what, hang on a minute. When you say it's a competition, what is a competition? As in, it's a, life is a competition. Yeah, life is a, life has now become a competition. Is that right or is that wrong? I I believe it to be wrong, and I think that because because when you have competition, you lead to judgment. When you lead to judgment, you lead to mental health problems. Yep. And I'm not talking about what I gave earlier, which is like dementia, which is an actual disease. <coughs> mm-hmm. I'm talking about the ones like depression, and um, obviously we're not experts on this. So if we do say something which isn't quite right, then please do correct us. But well, we're all learning, right? Exactly. Um, what was I saying? Uh, it was a competition. It's life. Yeah, a competition. yeah. Like life's, life's a, uh, I think now life has become a competition. Whether that's material, whether that's educational, whether that's what job you have, I think everything has become a competition. And when you have competition, you lead to judgment, and then you lead to mental health problems. So, that, so if like depression and stuff like that. So, can, would you say that that competition? I mean, I, I agree with you. I don't think life should be a competition. I mean, I think you should be doing what you're happy doing. And if you're happy doing it, then, you know, everything else will fall into place to a, to a degree. But life being a competition is... I know, I know where you're coming from in the sense of you are global. It's like we were talking the other day, um, you know, when we were saying how someone is always watching. When I was a kid, someone was always watching. Genuinely, it was my teachers or my parents or my mates. Nowadays, with the internet and the social media platforms, etc., etc., someone is always watching globally. You know, you can be out there posting something, and someone in I don't know New Zealand, Canada, Australia, India, Pakistan, wherever, has the ability to see who and has the ability to form an opinion of you, etc., etc., etc. So then this leads on to the next point, which is: is this 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 competitive life that we all now lead? Is that now? down because everybody needs to be seen to be perfect it's like when you go onto facebook you never you never read no, no one ever posts really i mean i'm sure i'm sure there's a percentage of it but the majority of the posts are oh look at me i've done this you know thank you everybody for, for supporting me doing this and doing this and that's, and, basically, that's basically my answer right? yeah <laughs> but no one ever posts oh you know went out for a Went to went to do the London Marathon and uh, failed after you know one kilometer or something like that. You get my drift. No one ever really posts the negative thing. So when you look at it, everybody sees everybody else's life and goes, "Wow, they've got a perfect life." Yeah. And then you sit there and go, "They're perfect. 
I need to be perfect. So you start posting stuff onto the onto social media and and to impress people. I, I guess the the, the the I mean it's it's a little bit like well it's a little bit like keeping up with the Joneses. You're you're trying to be seen, maybe to be something you're not. And yes, hundred percent. Because you want um, a seal of people, approval from someone. Yeah, of course. And I think one of the one of the um, easiest ways to to see to see how the world goes is that when when you get celebrities who are posting like, oh, I'm doing this, and it's like the perfect life, and this, that, and the other, you don't see all the issues that they have behind closed doors. And when they finally do, like, um, have an issue which is then made public. They get absolutely ridicule for it. Yeah. I mean, for example, the what is it? The I don't know the full story, but the Caroline Flack thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean that was that was a situation that was so easily avoidable. If they just if they just um, understood that going after someone isn't isn't right. No, I agree, and but again, it's. The problem I think as well is that once you build this perfect life on social media or you know however you when you put out that perception that life is so perfect you don't really then have anywhere to go with um you don't have anywhere to go with when you do make a mistake do you see what I yeah. mean yeah, yeah yeah so because you can never let anybody see your mistakes and you know mistakes I don't really like the word mistake. Mistake is life's little way of saying, do you know what? It didn't quite work out this time. Yeah. Try again, do it slightly differently, and you know, we might have a different result. But it's it it's you when when you make when you're making your life out to be so perfect all the time, you don't have anywhere to go when things do go a little bit wrong. Yeah. And uh, but th- that's that's the thing with like social media and stuff. Like you feel like for a lot for a lot of people that's their outlet that's the way that they express themselves yeah and when you don't have an out, you have an outlet of positivity but that outlet uh, that outlet of negativity is never really is never really open I but then think. but then when you post on social media why do people post on social media a they want to see how many people like it mm. because there's something inside you that when you see, when you see a reaction to something you do you get a buzz yeah, right? it's a release of endorphins. Yeah, and it's, they, they did a study to say that basically every time you get a text message, you have an endorphin release, right? Yeah. Like, oh, someone yeah, yeah, wants yeah. to talk so, to someone me. Wants. Someone's interested in yeah. me. So you're doing it for all these likes. So then you're you're making out all this perfect stuff, which maybe wasn't quite as perfect as you've made it out to be. You know, fake it before you make it, as I yeah. always say. And but the likes are streaming back in. So you you then they, that then. You know, you kind of make your own bed, you lie in it. You then get propelled onto the next level where you've got to see the likes coming back in again and again and again and again. And if you do something where it doesn't come back, I think that then plays an issue into your into your into your mind. And yeah, your, and, and, and maybe that's an issue for mental. This 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 thing about perfectionism, and it all comes down to the fact that the world is. The population of the world, 7.7 billion people, generally speaking, have this insatiable appetite to be entertained. Mm. An insatiable appetite to be entertained. whether that's at the expense of someone else or not, 
people don't seem to care these exactly. days. Exactly, Caroline Flack, like, whether it's at the expense of someone else, and that as long as they're getting money for their tabloid media, it doesn't make a difference. Well, even 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 people um, on... I mean, you see, you can look at Twitter and how many... You know, someone someone only has to post something. You know, someone could post, oh, the sky is blue. Someone out there will be offended and they'll have to comment, uh, make a derogatory comment yeah, about no, it. I think I think if you bring it back to... If you bring it back to mental health in young people... I think one of I've just thought of this now. If one one of the reasons why I believe that it's going up and not down is because we've never had to deal with it before. Deal so, with the problem or no the so problems that cause it or deal with the, the scenario deal with at the, the end. The deal with the the whole issue because think about it as as the understanding of mental health went up. Yeah. The understanding of depression, the understanding of anxiety went up. Yeah, with that you had the rise of social media and all these other things, and you had the rise of parents who had never had to, who had never had to uh, police, um, never had to never police, had the, to police internet. the internet, yeah, didn't know how to use it. So as the understanding of mental health went up, so did the the misunderstanding of parents on how to deal with it. Right. Yeah, because of all of these things that, that that you're exposed to. Now, I'm not. I'm. I'm personally not saying whether being exposed to certain things is good or bad. But what I'm saying is, is that in in essence, you could say that there's a direct correlation at, at this current point between the rise of connectivity, globalization, um, internet, um, oneness, or uh, global village sort of thing. And the the correlation to parents not being able to understand how how it came about, how we deal with it. I think now we're getting better at dealing with it and stuff. I think I think now you're seeing you're seeing Well it's a generational thing. Yeah, you're seeing kids getting the proper help and you're seeing um, people get their, their real understanding. But I think there is a there is a correlation somewhere between that and whether I've got the statistics completely wrong or whatever, I I personally, from personal experience, think that yes, that's 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 so a direct link. So basically what I mean, if you think about it, we were all given the internet and I mean there was no training programme that went out. You know, it's like you don't turn seventeen and I just hand you the keys to the car and say, Off you go, right? You have to have driving lessons and you have to take a test, etc. etc. Maybe they should be like, I don't know, driving lessons for the internet and a test at the end of it. It's almost like we were given these things, and like especially our generation, right? You know, I remember the first mobile phone I had was the size of a house brick, and I had to have this in my suit pocket when I went to work because I was the guy that had to take the orders from Asia. I had to be connectable all the time. It was like walking around with a massive gold bar stuck in my pocket. I mean, it weighed a ton. Nowadays, you know, your smartphones... You know, I just—I mean, so I just—funny enough, we just come back from walking the dogs, and th- these two young girls walked past us, and I said to mum, I said, you know, they—they they had bags and they had coats and everything, but they had to have their mobile phone in their hand as they were walking. And I said to mum, I said, why do young people always have to have a mobile phone in their hand when they're walking, or you know, if they're going anywhere, they're doing something? Yeah. Why can't they put it in a pocket or something? You know, I always say to you, put it in your pocket. Someone might mug you for it. Um, but again, it's—it's that—it's that. It's that Insatiable, insatiable appetite to, yeah. to be entertained because you're out walking the dog. Oh my god, I can't not take my phone. I might miss something. I might miss, um, you know, an important text message from someone who's going to tell me how you know they just got a new puppy or something. I don't know. 
you, people don't have the ability to switch off from the internet. And it, it's almost like everybody's trying to fit in. But everybody's trying to fit in. Everyone's trying to fit into a mould which doesn't, which doesn't exist. Well, no, I think, well, the mould exists. Everybody's trying to fit in. The problem is I don't think society allows you to be different. Hmm. Society is dictating the fact that you must go along this particular path. You know, we always say it's like a dumbing down of the population. Well, it kind of is. You've lost your creative juices. You've lost your ability to express yourself because you have to be seen to be perfect all the time. So if we... So my question again is, yeah. what are we trying to fit into? Exactly. Um, and uh, I would argue that it's... it's it. We're trying to fit into this celebrity ideal. Mm-hmm. Um, this... Because I feel like... Um, Back when, back when you were younger or whatever, you would you would see these actors on screen and stuff. You would see um, these people in TV shows and stuff. But I don't think that you would have necessarily known about where they were born, how uh, um, not how old they were. I mean that was easy, but uh, so indulged into their life exactly. And I think now that because we've been, we've been able to become so indulged into people's background and stuff like that and where they've come from and this, that and the other. People have, that's the mould that people are trying to fit into. Now, obviously there are, there are, I mean, I mean, I think celebrities nowadays, obviously you get the ones who are still doing bad and they, they haven't really changed. But I think celebrities like, for example, The Rock and... Gary V and all these other people who are well-known people are now trying to flip the celebrity ideal and put it on its head. Try and become more, try and become more, less, less like an alien and more relatable. So they're trying, they're basically trying to be themselves. Uh, well, yeah, trying to be themselves. Which is, but, which is what we all should be. Yeah, trying to be themselves. But I think that, I think that the question shouldn't be what mould are we now trying to fit into? I think the question should be the celebrities... How do we get are, out of it? <laughs> well, yeah, how do we get out of it? Because celebrities aren't trying to... They're not... They're trying well, to get, I think, yeah. I think they're trying to break away from the mould. I th- yeah, I think some of them are. But at the moment, it's still a very small minority. I mean, like the, you, I mean Gary Vee. I love, I love watching Gary Vee's videos because he just he basically t- says it as it is. Just be yourself. Just be yourself and stop trying to be somebody you're not, which is what we always say. It's like, you know, because the other thing is as well, you know, this this thing that you're all trying to fit into, and if it's not the real you, eventually you will get found out. It's like it's like an actor, right? If I if I go to if I get an acting gig, and I'm told to play this character, you know, I can put the costume on, I can put the makeup on, I can put the the hairpiece on, whatever it is I've got to do. The, the, the that makes me look like that character. I can then talk like that character, think like that character, etc., etc. But that character is not in my DNA. Eventually, I will get found out because I can't keep it up 24-7. Yeah, I yeah, might be course. able to do it for a couple of days and stay in character, but eventually, me is going to come out. And when me comes out, everybody realises, oh, hang on a minute, he's not that, he's this. Yeah. So if you're going out there in the first place projecting something you're not, then when the real you comes out, people that's that's when people start getting like, you know, people start getting offended about who you told them you were when you weren't. You were over here, yeah. And, and I, that that becomes very, I, I think, think that I've, becomes very draining on you as a person as well because you start think and you start battling with it. I, I think um, 
once again, I think I think my my examples may have been um, because I, I obviously don't follow actors as much as I follow like musicians and stuff. But when I look at like the music world, everyone is trying to be genuine, just who they are. Yeah, yeah. I Every- I, I would agree with you there. From what I've seen, I mean, I, I look I look at Martin Garrix on social media, and I think to myself, and I look at all the people who have actually met him, and I think to myself. That's someone who I think if, if I was to meet in real life, they'd be exactly how I, I imagined them to be. And that's exactly how or, I think you should be projecting yourself. Exactly. Or, or, but, or, or like, once again, The Rock or Gary Vee, those are two people who I thought, or Zac Efron or whatever. I think these are people who, if I was to meet them in real life, I would go, yeah, I, I, I think you're, you're the exact same person that I imagine you to be because you're, you're genuine when you're on social media. Being yourself you're, is not a, it's not a crime. No, it's not a crime. But I think that... I, th- I think, once again, it's going to take a generation to move on, yeah, for people to sort of go, oh, I don't have to keep trying to be this person that I'm not. And I think that's when you'll start to see the decline because I think the internet is still... In comparison to the world or whatever, I think the internet is still very raw. Oh yeah, I mean, but we were having we were having I this talk the other day. We modern were... modern day social media is still very raw. Well, I, well, I mean, even just take take technology for instance. You know, we we talked about how we were going through the fourth, the fourth industrial revolution. Um, you know, this sort of biological, technological, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And you know, we were talking the other day how you know everything is going in this you know this technological boom and i you know i agree but i don't think in society we really understand technology uh, so bring social media internet etc we don't really understand it as much as we should and we don't embrace it as much as we should in the sense of you know we were in when we went to japan i mean you went to japan everything was i mean these guys embrace technology like it's going out of fashion yeah, the japanese mean, are very very very, very very up the curve and can, when you look at when you come back here and you look at where we are on the curve you sit there and you think well hang on a minute we're, we're a little bit back behind the curve yeah but yeah. the other so if but then if we take it you know take it back to the social media and we we're not really no one really knows how they should be really dealing with it i don't think in my opinion and you know, also, you, you, like you say, you see people on social media, and you, you know, you may see a celebrity, etc., etc., and that influences you into in, into maybe thinking something you're not, or doing something you're not, purchasing yeah. something you're not, getting yourself into some debt. And to be honest with you, this used to happen when you know, back when I was younger. Okay, we didn't have the social media platforms, but you would have, you know, these magazines, glossy magazines, and. Yes, if, if if someone saw Victoria Beckham had this new handbag, I mean, she's in there for a reason. She's in there to sell the bloody handbag. That's why she's been paid yeah. to go and do it. They'd look at it and go, oh, Victoria Beckham's got one of them. I want one of them. And they would go out and they would buy it. Yeah. And a lot of people actually got themselves into debt because I lived in a... We lived in... Our generation um, lived in a very, very affluent time. You know, the credit boomed. This was under the Labour government. Probably from, I'd say... Uh, 1990 probably to about 2010 those 20 years you know the markets only went one way up and everybody's everybody become more affluent and my generation was more affluent than my parents generation okay it was a lot easier for us to make money than it ever was for our parents so we were more affluent than our parents but I think now on the other side of the coin you you know we've had this credit crisis uh, back in sort of 2008, 9 
and then we've gone down the other way. We've had austerity, and there isn't the wealth around that everybody thought. And there is this massive disconnect. You've got this massive disconnect between the rich and the poor. The and rich poor gets getting It's kind of amazing because the rise of the so, internet. So, what you've got to understand is. is the chances are, generally speaking, your generation will not be as affluent as my generation. So I was more affluent than my mum and dad. In theory, it should go, well, you should be more affluent than me, but it won't. I think it'll go the other way, but it's harder for you to afford things now. Things, prices are through the roof. Houses, cars, everything and once is again, expensive. I think if we link that back to, if we link that back to sort of the original question, like, do young people feel pressure? I think that's that's where the base. So you was. feel you feel a certain element of pressure because you see because you, you see, see wealth around you, maybe from previous you generations. You don't know how you're going to get to that stage as well, and you don't see it now. But I see a lot. I, I tell you what, I see a lot of. I see a lot of people that are. Um, I say I see a lot of people. I I think there's a lot of people out there who you know when we were talking about keeping up with the Joneses, they see something in life and they see that they have to have be perfect, etc., etc., and therefore they go and they they push themselves to the limit to have something that they think is going to impress somebody. So they'll go out and they'll have you know this beautiful it's car. A, I, th- I think I think what and they can't really afford it. It's surface wealth. I think what two cars in the driveway and sod all in the fridge. Yeah, I think what we're what we're sort of saying is is that it's a form of instant gratification. In that I I think um, kids or not kids but but young people my age and everything we leave school and we suddenly feel like we have to have everything the second we leave school because because we see it online because we see all these people because we see these success stories it's blasted at you Uh, yeah day in day out like I'll even admit it myself I think in recent times, I have sat, I have sat there and gone, oh my god, how am I going to cope? I don't know. I mean, I haven't even technically. If my A levels are still going, I wouldn't be having these thoughts. Yeah, mm, true. Because I don't, I don't have to. But right now, I'm sat here going, how can I make money? How can I do this? How can I do that? I need to, I need to be on it. I need to be so that in in like a year's time, society or something, is bombarding you. I don't, I, I don't think maybe my. I think maybe my friends have this sort of same thing, but like the other day when I went out or, or looked online and I was like, any jobs and every, all, all companies are furloughing at the moment. And now I'm starting to start to think of ways that I can make money at home. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, that's something that I think is right and I think that will come out of this crisis. But I think it is a lot of pressure when you have this overwhelming sort of thing that when you leave school, when you finish A-levels, you should have everything figured out from dot. Well, it's like we said, didn't we? You, you haven't lived twenty five percent of your life. Why would you know what the next seventy five percent is going to be? Why would you have it mapped out? Yeah, where's the fun in that? That's where that's where the pressure comes from, I think. But it's like you remember you said to me, you know, your your dream would be to DJ in front of two hundred thousand people at Ultra Miami, Croatia, wherever it is. Yeah, yeah, that would be your dream, right? And my point to you is, someone's got to do it, so why not you? Yeah. Dream big. If you're going to dream, dream big. And if you're going to dream big, dream even bigger. But that's not to say that it, it's going to, you know, you, and you said to me, you said, oh, dad, I wish I knew what wh- where I would be in 10 years time. I wish I knew if I if I get to that DJ and ultra, where would the fun in that be? Yeah. Where would the fun in that be? If I told you that in 10 years time, you'll be standing in front of 200,000 people DJ and ultra, you'd sit on your bum and go, oh, I can't wait for these 10 years to go. Come on. And you'd be, you'd be plowing through your 10, you'd be going, oh, come on, come on, come on, I can't. And you'd miss ten years of your life. You'd miss the whole, the whole, 
the whole creativity of it, and you probably wouldn't do things as well as if you don't know. And you you, you don't need to know the future. Yeah, uh, you need to know the present and aim for the future. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think if I think if we just once again finally link back to the original question, which was mental health. Why is it such a big problem now compared to when I was a kid? And I think my sort of summing up points would be sort of... I'm going to say a three-part, but I may only get to two. Um, First one is increased pressure from parents Mm -hmm. for their kids to do well. Because I think, as we said, we won't, theoretically, won't be as affluent as you. So those parents want their kids to do as well as they can in school to get a secure job and make sure that they're just as well off as their parents. Yep. I think that's number one. So the pressure from parents. I think number two is the influence of social media and the influence of everything that's going on around you. And I'm not saying that that's... For some people, that's a bad thing. For others, it's a good thing because it helps you to have that drive to keep working. But for some people, it can it can ruin you. Yep. As you said, a lot of people got in debt because of a Victoria secret handbag or something well, yeah it wasn't particularly that handbag that or, got them into debt but you got but, the concept people yeah. saw it and they wanted to buy so it so one one was parents pressure two was um this social media influence uh, sort of life and i i i think three is just the the correlation between the understanding of mental health and and the ability that we now have to treat it. Mm-hmm. I think I think the first two are definitely the negative ones, but I think the third one is a positive one because you're able to understand it. Obviously, it's not it's not positive in a way of oh, well, more people are getting mental health problems. I'm saying it's it's a positive thing in the, in our understanding of it has increased. Yeah, and so therefore that's a direct reason as to why why the numbers would increase. Mm-hmm. But on a social level, parents and Social media influences. So, I think, uh, so the I first think. two are causes. Uh, the last one is the last one is, is, is solution. Yeah. You know, um, but okay. So th- th- this is this is where I this is where I look at it. As I said, thirty years ago, the pressure I was under compared to the pressure you're under today is you you can't compare the two. And now, the, so the, the pressure's there. There's no way we can you know if I could flick a switch and dial back the pressure, I would love to do it for you all. I can't do that. The pressure's there, so it's about how you handle the pressure. It's about how you cope with it. I think a lot of it comes down to, and I, th- I think one of the rise, we, reasons we have this rise, you've had the pressure, parents, teachers, friends, society, this this insatiable appetite to be entertained, this this need to be seen as perfect, and you know this, this keeping up with the Joneses, as I, as I like to call it. All of those things are in there, now we need to work out how to deal with them. And the way you need to deal with them, well, we talked about the 10, the 10 things that require zero talent last week. They are all in your locker. They will all help you. But I would also urge you all to talk. The one thing society has stopped us from doing is talking. And I'm not, talk- I'm not saying about putting something on social media and saying, oh, you know, I'm feeling this today, etc., 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 but to actually have the ability to find someone and talk to them. And 
you know that doesn't it could be a parent it could be a teacher it could be a friend it could be it, it could be it could be uh, someone you've never met before. I don't know if you've seen Ricky Gervais in the afterlife. Ricky Gervais in the afterlife, and he, you know his wife's died, etc., etc. And he goes to the cemetery and he sits on a park bench, and there's a woman sat next to him on a park bench they've never met before. As the series goes on, they get talking and talking and, talk, and they end up becoming very good friends because they both understand each other. They've both gone through a similar situation and they can relate to each other. Find someone to talk to, and society needs to start talking. That's that is going to be the key, I think. Yeah, it's been to a lot of campaigns out. Help, well, yeah, you've seen it on the telly. Get talking. Get, get Britain talking or whatever it is, and I think a lot of that is down to this lockdown. Because let's just say, imagine we went, we gone into lockdown, and we had. Let's let's assume this is back when I was eighteen, right? So we're talking like thirty odd years ago, right? We gone into lockdown. There is no internet. There's no social media. The only way we actually saw what was going on in the world was a newspapers and b the TV, the news, which people at our age just didn't have any interest in anyway, right? She didn't really know what was going on around the world. But all these things. Imagine if we'd gone into lockdown now. Imagine you were me in lockdown now when I was eighteen. You had no social media, no internet, etc., etc. You'd probably be doing different things. You'd probably be going around the house, going right. What can I do? What can I do? So you need to keep yourself. You need to keep your mind active. You need to keep yourself engaged. But you need to find a release for something. So, you know, like the other day, I found my old skateboard. Yes, people, I used to have a skateboard. <laughs> and um, when Charlie decided to get a skateboard, when he was about eight years old, I thought, oh, well, I'll get one and we'll go skateboarding together. I think I went twice and nearly broke my neck. Um, but I found my old skateboard in the, in the the in the shed. And I've taken it apart and stripped it all back. And I'm looking to make it into. I'm gonna. I'm gonna basically gonna recycle my old skateboard and use it as. I don't know. Maybe a, 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 a food platter for putting sushi on or something like that. When when it's done, I'll show you all the pictures, uh, the before and the after. But it's something that takes me takes me away from this constant bombardment of email, internet, social media, and it gives me something practical to do. And you you've got to you got you can't just sit there. And, and and being in lockdown at the moment is is a terrible thing for your mental health because it does cause you to sit there and go, oh my god, oh my god, oh my, and you see the worst in everything. But seriously, guys, there is light at the end of the tunnel with this whole thing, and we'll all come out the other side. But in the meantime, find yourself someone to talk to. If you want to talk to someone and you can't find someone to talk to, come and talk to me. I don't mind. <laughs> Just find yourself someone to talk to and. Just tell people how you really feel. Yeah. Stop projecting this whole life of perfectionism. Nothing's Look at me, perfect. I'm great. Yeah. Look at me. Because you, it's like the old saying goes, you know, you, you, you can see people out, oh, they're a really happy couple, blah, blah, blah. You don't know what goes on behind closed doors. Yeah. And that your mind is a little bit like that. On the outside, this persona is out there that you're really doing well and you're coping and you're brilliant, etc., but behind closed doors is in your mind. And what is going on in your mind is more important. Remember, nobody cares more about your life than you do. Yeah. So it doesn't matter how much you project yourself out there. The moment you fall down, and it's like Andy Warhol said, everybody will be famous for 15 minutes. Social media has given you that in that chance to be famous for 15 minutes. There'll come a time when no one's interested again. And then you're going to have to bring yourself down again. You are more important than this image on social media that you're you're trying to chuck out there. 
and that yeah. is is uh, that I think is a, is a leading problem in mental. It's not the only problem that's leading to mental oh, health. I'm sure there, think, there are many, many 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 things that you know. If, if we're just if we're just going to put like a, a disclaimer on this, episode, oh I know I I have no training in mental health. Like, it's like, just my my we, my we, observations. We don't yeah. Once again, we don't have we don't. Um, I mean, like within our family, we don't have anyone who's got serious mental health problems. We don't have, obviously, we all go through our ups and downs, but we don't have anyone who's got serious mental health problems. And obviously, we we wouldn't be we we've just going off information that we yeah. have 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 witnessed or been been exposed to. And so, I think if we were to just put a disclaimer on this, you could discount everything that we say in this episode by at least fifty percent. Oh, for sure. But that doesn't mean that some of the key messages I uh, aren't, aren't still there, and it doesn't mean that they don't still matter. Well, again, you have to remember as well. You know, we're not and we're not trained medical experts, no, etc. Et These are observations, and it's it, it's 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 an opinion. It's an opinion. Yeah. And, and it's. I just think. Look, everybody has the ability to do things that are going to make them feel better, and it's about accessing those things and. I just think that you know it's about it's about it's about dialing down the pressure. We need to dial down the pressure in society these days because it is having a negative impact on society and especially on young people. And I I feel I feel I, my heart really does go out to all you young people. You know, having your education interrupted, your A levels, your GCSEs. You know, you're not benefit. My heart goes out to you because I think that is absolutely devastating. And as I say, I don't think anybody's really showing you the time and the um they're not they're not they're not coming to you and they're not, not showing you the time and the help that you guys need yeah. maybe i can do that i don't know yeah well anyway um thank you for listening in on this week's episode um we will be back once again same time next week on a monday um this episode was a, li- a little bit longer. It was about the same as the last episode. So tell us if you if you don't mind these 10, 12 minute over sort of half an hour episodes. Um, but yeah, I think that that's been a good one. And if you have any comments that you'd like to leave on this podcast, you can just direct message them to me on Instagram at Music or you on Instagram, which is... I have no idea. At Simon Walter. It'll be it'll be linked on my Instagram. So just at Disseek Music. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening in. And we'll see you all next time. Adios. And just remember, surface wealth. Two cars in the driveway and sod all in the fridge. Two cars in the driveway ain't going to feed you. Think of your mind and your body like that. Yeah, thank you. Cheers. Take care.